Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Funnel, an experience-driven commerce podcast. I'm Shannon Abel, Senior Media Marketing Specialist at Blue Acorn ICI and host. Each episode, I interview customer experience experts to discuss the latest trends and topics that matter most to brand and retail professionals. Today, we have with us Brian Coleman, SEO Specialist at Blue Acorn ICI. And today, we're going to be talking about preparing your SEO for 2022 but before we hop in, Brian, do you mind just giving us a brief overview of your background? I'm, my name is Brian Coleman. I'm the SEO specialist at Blue Acorn ICI, I, ICI. I've been with Blue Acorn ICI now just about five and a half years. So yeah, and before that, worked at another agency specializing SEO. I've been doing SEO work for about, oh, come up on 10 years. And before that, I was in... Also, a copywriting background. I came from a journalism background, so uh, but it all comes down to a lot of writing, which uh, I helped incorporate to my SEO tasks and research. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about preparing your SEO for 2022. And I know when we were talking earlier, when we were preparing for the episode, that you know a lot of brands will ask, "Well." Do I need to do SEO or am I doing enough SEO? So can you just tell us a little bit about why SEO is important? Think of it this way. Some people know exactly what they're looking for. They know exactly what product they want or they know exactly what service they want or need. And so they know exactly what website they want to go to. But a lot of people are sort of are good, you know, are using search engines to sort of pick or pick around and, and browse. So if you want your site to be found, your, especially your e-commerce site, Think about what's the best way I can get people in the door. And that's where search engine optimization really comes into play. It's the way to think about, way to get people to click onto your site and hopefully like what they see and ideally make a purchase. But you got to get in the door first. So that's why search engine optimization is so important. The other thing to think about is because we're looking to get organic traffic, meaning people just getting on their phones and their laptops and doing a Google search or another search engine search, it's free. So you're not, it's a way to get people in free without having to try and like build an email marketing campaign or pay per click campaign. None of those things aren't important because they can be very important, but organic search and organic traffic is free. So it's a great way and a cost effective way to market your website. If you want to market it, you have to make sure it's optimized to get the best search engine results possible. And of course, Google's where most people go to, to search and they're always changing their algorithms and their rules. But what are some of the major changes to Google that companies really need to focus on as they're preparing their SEO for next year? One of the things Google is going to look for right now, because they've already started to look for it ever since this, this past summer of 2021, is something called the Core Web Vitals, uh, which is sort of just a new set of guidelines that Google has for best way to put most simplistic way to put it is how they're grading websites. Some of the areas are vague in terms of exactly what Google is looking for. And I think that's going to roll out over the next several months. We're going to get a clearer idea, but here's what we know right now, as we go into 2022, UX experience is very important. User experience. Is it a good user experience when people go on and use your site? Site security, super important, obviously, especially for an e-commerce site. Is your site secure? Does it have the right uh, the SSL certificate? Is it a secure site? Does Google see it as a secure site? And the other thing is just quite frankly, mobile readiness and mobile readiness breaks down to do page speed and how fast the site or pages on the site load, not just the pages themselves, but also the images. 
So those are things to sort of think about right now is you have to make sure your site is mobile ready, as mobile, as optimized for mobile as, as possible. And see if you can get the page speed and the load times. You want to shoot for under three seconds, which can be a little difficult right now, but we're learning more and more about ways how to optimize and reduce page speed load times. And the UX experience, I admit, that's a little tricky because how do you measure that? You can measure that a lot of different ways. So that takes some creativity, but three words to remember right now, especially if you're in the SEO world, is you're going to be seeing the words core web vitals a lot in 2022. So you want to make sure you have a mobile ready site that's mobile ready, that's fast, safe, secure, and user-friendly. And you mentioned user intent um, earlier in the conversation. How does user intent affect SEO? The, uh, the search engines are getting smarter. Artificial intelligence is going to play a bigger and bigger role in 2022. It's already playing a big role. It's trying to measure what your customers or your potential customers, what they're looking for. What is their intent? What's the service they're looking for that you can offer? What's the products that they're looking for that you can offer? What's, is there something in the news that's hot right now? a product or a trend or something that's trending. You know, that's the word we love to use, trending. What's trending? It's something you have. This is where it gets tricky. This goes beyond just the old-fashioned SEO where we think about keywords all the time. What keywords do we have? You know, now you got to think about what your customer wants. What are they looking for? And how are they thinking? And how can you frame, how can you help answer that question? Okay, because again, artificial intelligence getting bigger. Search engines are getting smarter. The algorithms are getting smarter. The algorithms are getting more complex. So measure what your customer or client might be looking for. And even might. Okay, you know what they are looking for? What might they be looking for? What have they shopped for in the past? What might they want to shop for in the future? This is where SEO takes on a bigger role because now you're looking on beyond just, you know, again, like I said, searching for the right keywords or making sure your site's technically sound. But that's important, obviously. But now you get to some brainstorming and creative trying to think about how is my customer or my potential customer searching or shopping when they're online. Right. Gone are the days of keyword stuffing. It's really all about making sure your pages are answering the questions that the consumers are looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Think about you have to get in that and try to get in the heads of your customer. SEO can't be the afterthought. When you start coming up with ideas for your products or coming up with marketing campaigns, it's got to be right in there. It's got to be ingrained right at the base of it. Exactly. And what are some of the tools you're using to keyword research? You know, I still use, I still call it Google AdWords, but the Google, the keyword planner tool in Google AdWords, which is still the old safe, reliable thing to use for keyword research. Moz, moz.com is one of the sort of the SEO staples not so much to give you keyword suggestions, but to help you find keywords that you're being found for now, maybe some keywords that you are not being found for, you're way down on the list on Google, and also some keyword opportunities. So Keyword Planner, the AdWords tool, can help you give you some suggestions on long tail phrases or long tail terms or, or help you measure the value of keywords versus paying for them like on a pay-per-click ad, whereas Moz can help you identify keywords you're already found or maybe you're being found for that are being underutilized. So those are the two big ones. And SEM Rush is another one that's great also just for, for keywords and backlinks if you're looking for backlink opportunities. So I'd say those three are kind of the ones I always keep falling back to. And how is SEO intertwined with other platforms marketing teams use and 
you know, into their whole campaign strategy? Well, like we said earlier, um, because AI, artificial intelligence is getting big, bigger and bigger and bigger and better, everything's sort of inter intertwined. Think about SEO, but also think about whatever trends or wor words or phrases for content. Let's think about this content. Whatever content or whatever message you want to get across, don't think that can only be on-page content on your site. That'll be found organically, whether it be product descriptions or blogs or just one-off pages. It's important to have that content on your site. It is because Google's looking for relevant content and they're looking for authority. They want to make sure that they're looking for a site that's authoritative on what they're selling or what they're offering in terms of services. But take that same sort of planning and thinking to like your email campaigns or your social media campaign if it's or a paid media campaign. Stay consistent because even though you think maybe SEO doesn't touch email marketing. There's two separate entities. They're really not because at the end of the day, all those, all everything's going to touch it at some point, whether it's through links or just through click through, you know, clicking through an email claim, clicking through an email campaign and visiting a site, but then going back a few days later or months later and looking for that same site again. It's all intertwined. So think of it as just one shared message across all your platforms. So even if you're not crafting something specific for let's say seo on your home page or on a product page and you're just crafting an email marketing campaign still think you got to still think of where does where does seo help me here you want to have the message be consistent and if you want to build your, your seo you also make sure you have good links on all on an email card or card marketing campaign link to your product page or link to a descriptive page that sells your services or what you have to offer. Same thing with media. Don't dis if you're going to use social media, don't discount the impact of having. Yeah, sure, everyone links to a product, but also make sure you're being descriptive as best you can. All tie in. It's a great point. It's really interesting how SEO is really just such an important aspect of not just elevating your search ranking, but elevating your brand as a whole and making sure that because you're higher ranked, that your brand is going to be seen more as authoritative and uh, just more trustworthy. Exactly. And how much, uh, you started touching on this earlier, but how much does SEO affect user experience, things like navigation, just the customer journey in general? Yeah, and then we talked a little bit about content, but that you're right, that also, SEO also should help build the user experience. The navigation is key. Think about SEO when, when, you, when, you're, not, when you're either building or revising the navigation of a site. You want to make sure that you have a, a good breakdown of how fast is it to get us to a certain page. You know, the less clicks, the better. Are there, you want to try and build in your click-through rates. What we can do to that is get people to the page you want them to get to faster. And then technical SEO also comes into that. So we talked about site speed. We talked about some of the, when we talk about site speed and load times, that means looking at if there's ways to use compressed images. And there are, I mean, Google Webmaster Tools, hey, if you're on the dev team or you have, you're in sync with the dev team, that's a great area to find out how to best compress your images, your images load faster. Is there coding that can be simplified or is there old code that you can, you can rip out, so to speak, on some older pages and make the coding, you know, limit the, the load time of those pages by getting rid of code that you don't need. Schema markup helps the SEO, it helps the search engine sort of find descriptive words and maybe helps you get a little more robust results on the search results pages. So there's a lot that goes into it. It has to be more than just content. You have to think about 
think about your navigation, how to get people to where, you, where they want to go in a timely fashion. You want to make sure you're optimized for the page speed. You don't want to have four poor pages. So if you have old pages that are no longer worthwhile or they're, they're discontinued, you don't want to see the 404 message. You want to make sure that you're redirecting those to new relevant pages. So there's a lot that goes into it. Right. And what about someone that's has an existing website, but say they're replatforming to a new commerce platform? What are some things they should be thinking about when they launch the new site from an SVO perspective? Well, that's a lot to go into. So first of all, I think just identify what your needs are for your site. Identify what those needs are. You know, you're going to need something that makes the provides for mobile readiness and a good mobile experience. So how much content are you going to add to the site on a daily or monthly basis? Make sure you find a platform that can be updated easily. Make sure you have a platform that can handle the, the size of the site that you want. We've, I've seen it before where platforms are chosen or versions of a platform are chosen based on cost rather than the bandwidth needed. And then you're trying to jam around a square peg into a round hole is the old saying. So find out the platform that best fits your needs. Make sure it's a platform that can be updated easily. You want to be able to go on the back end and make changes when you need to and make sure you can do it in a timely fashion. I think also you want to make sure that you have the ability to create URLs that you want to craft and have them be SEO friendly. I've have seen pages where the or sites where the URLs are sort of auto-generated, but they have more you know, it's numbers rather than words. And then well, you want to make sure they have URLs that you can create that are SEO friendly. Those are the good places to start. And then making sure that it's things like setting up redirects and being able to add images in a fast time frame, because you may not be updating all these pages all that often, but when you do, you're going to be sure that you can do it and get it live as soon as possible. Should most companies expect to see a dip in their rankings when launching a new site? It's not unusual, but you can really keep that dip to not extremely, just maybe just a little bit of it at all. If you go ahead and just make sure you're doing the right things beforehand, meaning the redirects, that's where we get back to the redirects. The redirects are a huge part of this. You know, you want to make sure that you have three run redirects set up so that all your, your old pages, or you call them legacy pages, will be direct, redirected to the new pages on the site that, they, that best fit them. So that's the biggest way to keep that huge traffic drop. Now, there may be a little bit of initial dip, but the idea behind SEO when you're modifying or replatforming is to make that, that drop as minimal as possible. So redirecting your pages and making sure that you have a valid site map Make sure there's a way, there's a place on the new platform where you can generate your sitemap and submit that sitemap to Google as soon as you launch and make sure your pages are really redirected. As many pages as possible redirected so that you're not having pages drop off or people that are searching for those pages, they go there, they click, and there's nothing there. There's a 404. Instead, you want to redirect that and keep all your traffic that you had on your old site. Do you have any examples of clients you've worked with that have gone through the replatform and um, you know, did the preparation for SEO and saw a lift in their um, ranking and in organic traffic? Yeah, we had a really well-known brand, very popular among parents, especially parents of young kids, let's put it that way, that went to move some of the material they had on their quote-unquote main site. And they started up in a brand new site just sort of to, to fit in, just to sort of focus on certain products, let's say. I'm talking very vaguely here, but they didn't want to have to compete with their home brand site, meaning, okay, we don't want to fight for the same traffic. 
So they're able to move a lot of the pages over uh, and move some of the content over into the new one-off site. It was really, within six months, I think it was really successful in terms of seeing both sites ranking highly without stealing from the other site. So some pages were redirected, some pages were repurposed, and it was just, it was a great example of how when it's done right, you can actually build on existing success, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And what are some of the more outdated SEO tactics now that companies no longer need to include for their strategy going into the new year? Well, the big one is, you mentioned it earlier, was keyword stuffing. Yeah, we don't really need to do that anymore because, as we mentioned, Google and all the other all the other search engines are a lot smarter. So just don't think about keywords so much now in terms of being the be-all and end-all. Create content naturally. Find the terms that you want and then just use them. Just put them in the content. Don't think about ranking for those keywords. It's important that they're there, but they'll be found. You don't have to think about keywords. If you're going into their back end and you're running meta descriptions, you're updating your page title tags, and there's a box that says keywords, which, you know, you can leave, just leave it blank. Don't even think about it. Just have your terms, have a list of your terms, and just write like you're trying to spread a message to your customer. Here's what we do. Here's why we're good at it. Here's why we're better than the next guy. Here's how I can save you money. Not how many times can I get this keyword into this sentence or into this paragraph or this meta description. Don't do it. And the other thing is don't trust sites that might be, for lack of a better word, spammy. Google is really good now at finding spammy sites. So don't try to link from a site that's a little sketchy. You know, it's like, I don't want to use a certain one, but, you know, something, something, free, free dot something, something dot com. If it looks a little sketchy, ignore it because Google's really good at sort of finding the spam and finding the nonsense now. Those are the things that you just don't, it's not worth it. And the other one is, don't rely on old images and old pages. Don't think that you can just, what was good two years ago with imaging or with, is still good now. Because again, we talked about a little while ago, older code. If pages haven't been touched in a while, but they're still ranking highly, that's great. They're still ranking highly. But if they're slowing your page, but if it's a slow page and the images aren't loading that fast and you've got code in there that you don't need anymore, well, we just talked a little while ago. What's Google rolled out this past summer? Core Web Vitals. What's part of the big deal of Core Web Vitals? User experience and page speed. Well, what screws up user experience? A slow loading page. What can, screw, what can cause a slow loading page? An image that hasn't been compressed in three years and maybe is a little outdated, even though it's still getting clicks and still getting you traffic, but Google might ding you for that because they want to see that faster page speed. And also, if it's code in there that you don't need anymore and it can be cleaned out, then if you're a tech SEO or if you're on the dev team or you have someone, if you have a dev liaison, look at those pages. Don't, you know, how, you're going to do some house cleaning on that stuff. Again, we know Google wants to optimize for mobile, but with, again, these three words, Core Web Vitals, they're just putting more emphasis on it. And it's going to be ongoing. I, we still don't know how Core Web Vitals is going to shake out, say, a year from now. So keep this in the front of your mind. How can I always be improving my load, my page speeds, and my user experience? It's not enough to just check on them every six months or once a year. You have to sort of change your thought process from the time of development to as you're adding or revising content. So say even if you have 100 pages on your website, if say five of them are performing poorly, like from the slow site speed, that could affect the ranking of all the other pages. 
Well, it can because it gets back to poor user experience. Mm-hmm. Now, they might be, again, your five quote unquote most popular pages, they're getting 100 clicks. Okay, could they be getting 200? Is Google like bringing down the page? Is, is that impacting the page authority via Google? Is Google saying that, that page authority isn't there because you're not optimizing for user experience and page speed? Yeah, it's very possible. And the other thing is, if you look at those five pages, they're all loading slowly. Maybe there's a common denominator in there as to why they're all loading slowly. Take a look at it. If it's an old code or it's the same image or whatever, there might be a common denominator where you can go in there. It's not a huge lift. Just make a modification. And all of a sudden, maybe all five of those pages are now improved. So you still have a high-ranking landing page, but now maybe you have a high-ranking landing page that's going to have a boosted page authority as well and get more clicks. Well, I always like to end these episodes with a few actionable tips for listeners to take away. So what's, what are two or three things a brand can do in the next few weeks to start improving their SEO? Well, we're getting towards the end of 2021. So the clients that we have, and I'm sure it's true for a lot of people, a lot of clients think about SEO not just in, in mar- all marketing, we're thinking about roadmaps for 2022. We're thinking about building marketing calendars for 2022. Simple. No matter what's going on, make sure that you have S- SEO principles built into those roadmaps and those marketing calendars. So it goes back to what we were talking about, user intent. Now, if you're building a marketing campaign, I'm assuming you're trying to already gauge how your customers think, what they need, and how they shop. That's awesome. Take some of those things that you find in, in trying to frame them as questions. So, and when you're creating content, think about how you're how you can answer those questions or how you can get people to shop for things you know they want to shop for. Again, because the algorithms have gotten smarter and you and artificial intelligence the is only going to grow in terms of how it's used, building that into your content or putting that into your schema markup on the back end is just going to help your SEO. So I don't care if it's something as simple as like putting writing writing down or putting a bullet point that says SEO under bold letters when you're brainstorming for marketing campaigns and 2022 roadmaps, make sure SEO is a part of it. And let's break that a little bit more then. So we also talked about, we got to think about page speed. We have to think about user experience and we have to make sure we are, that we have a secure site, site security, especially with, with an e-commerce site. Great. Anything else you'd like to mention before we wrap up? It's hard to stay ahead of Google, but keep in mind that the algorithms are always changing. There's always little tweaks in all this. So the better we, the, the better you can educate yourself just in terms of what you're doing with your SEO and uh, the importance of SEO will help mitigate any algorithm changes or, or ups and downs that go with Google when they roll out some of these changes. And remember that Google wants, wants you to think about what your customer wants. So keep that in the back of your mind. User intent's a huge deal. Page speed and mobile friendliness are huge deals. Craft your content wisely. Make sure your whole site is optimized. Invest in a good development team. Invest in the technical side of SEO. Invest in just having at least a team that has a mindset of what's going on and how can we make this better and how can we stay ahead of the curve, which means we always have to look at our user intent, try and answer customer questions, and make sure we give them a good user experience. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brian. 
Thank you. And for those of you listening, you can find more episodes of The Funnel anywhere you listen to the podcast, and you can find more information about SEO at blueacornici.com. Thank you.